Whether you're dealing with does in heat and bucks in rut, the winter blues, the marathon of kidding season in the spring, or show season in the summer, Nate Funk and John Kane of Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast, are with you every step of the way, bringing you interviews from various breeders, judges, and others from all over the country. We're always covering the latest ad good news and covering topics to help make us all better dairy goat breeders. What's up, everyone, and welcome to Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. I'm John, and this week I'm joined by my wife, Tierney Kane. How's it going, Tierney? Hi, how is everyone? Well, hopefully everybody's doing a little bit better than us. We've had a strange week, wouldn't you say? Something like that. <laughs> so, obviously, everybody listening knows that we didn't have an episode last this last week, and that's because Tierney, myself... And our daughter Alice got COVID. So it just goes to show it doesn't matter how safe you're trying to be. I think, you know, without getting political at some point, everyone's going to get it. Yeah, it, we, with our job, as, and specifically, I guess myself, I'm exposed a little bit more with all of the sporting events that we have week to week. Uh, it can be challenging. And, and I've been very vigilant. You know, we had a bunch of our coworkers go down with COVID and we were kind of the last one standing. And unfortunately we, uh, Alice tested positive first and then we kind of followed suit because how do you not come in contact with your one-year-old daughter? <laughs> when the health department asked me if she could self isolate, all I could do was laugh. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just shut your daughter in her room and just, you know, Confess. she'll be fine. Yeah. She'll be fine. It's fine. So, um, Nate is obviously off this week. His family had the crud. It wasn't COVID or anything, but they weren't feeling well. And, uh, we had an interview lined up for earlier this week. We're recording on Sunday. Usually I record on Thursdays, uh, but that didn't work out. We had the Connecticut, uh, bewitching happening again, where it seems like anybody from Connecticut, if you just have issues with recording, um, so that interview will have to be for a later date and maybe it's just somebody up above saying, Hey, not now. Don't tell that story yet. And, and it's a good story. Uh, it's with the Rivards over in Connecticut. So we're hoping to get that one done eventually. Um, but in the meantime, Tierney and I are just going to kind of talk today. Yeah. I mean, we, we've seen each other in close quarters for the last week. So why not just continue it by hanging out with each other? Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, Now, I'll do Nate's weather forecast for the week since he's not here to give it. Uh, It's cold here in New York. Uh, We had negative degree weather the last two days. Today was a little bit better. The water wasn't frozen when I went out to do chores, so that's good. Yeah, I can't really attest. It's the first time since Tuesday I've stepped out the front door. Well, well, and COVID hit you kind of different than it hit me and Alice. I mean, uh, I had like the man flu syndrome. Right. Where it hit me as a cold and I'm still, you know, I'm sure people can hear it in my voice, but I'm still uh, bouncing back from that. And Alice had like the fever thing and runny nose and just kind of just felt icky. Just kind of looked icky. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, you kind of got just like the the dizziness and like the head pressure. Yeah. The head pressure, a little bit of chest congestion, but the ringing in the ears is enough. to drive Oh, yeah. I had that, too. It was great. Yeah still suffering from it but hopefully it'll 
get going pretty soon here. And it's not like we can just like lay in bed all day because we have Alice who yeah. <laughs> right now we're, we're recording in our living room and I'm looking at a bouncy house because Terry bought Alice a bouncy house. And thank goodness she did because Alice was going crazy. She was like bouncing off the walls, kind of bored. Well, I think we were exhausted from taking care of her. And as soon as she started to feel better, we went down. Yeah. And it was just, we needed some entertainment and confinement. And a bouncy house popped up on my Facebook uh, advertisements. And I said, how fast can I get one? <laughs> I literally went out to do chores. And it's it was, was it yesterday or the day before? It was cold out. It was like negative degrees out. It was Wednesday. Yeah. A couple days ago. And... I'm doing chores and I'm freezing and I'm talking to Tierney's dad outside distance. And I was masked because it was cold and Tierney's like, Oh, Alice is waving from the window. So we're waving and everything. And then uh, I come into the house and here's a bouncy house in the middle of the living room. And Alice loves it. I, she doesn't really bounce in it, but she, she likes to roll around and play games and it's, it's a good, it's. I suggest anybody that's stuck in their house with COVID get one for their kids if it's age appropriate. Because that and uh, Walmart grocery delivery. It's not just groceries; they deliver bounce houses. As well. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So uh, we do have a little bit of ad good news to get to tyranny. Um, so I'll kind of get through this you go right quick. Ahead. Yeah, <laughs> you just sit there and look pretty. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Uh, so Adga news for the week, uh, Adga genetics has finally been updated by Gene. And that was because he got the coding finally from Adga. So I think it was like over 5,000 animals were added into the system and I'll be one of the guilty ones that logged right in. I think Tierney heard me just <laughs> squeal with joy. And I was like, Oh, look, I can play with my 2021 kids. And so I started doing that. Uh, so that was fun. Uh, so thank you, Gene, for that. Uh, as of right now, the main website, publications, webpage, NG, and director's email list is down. Uh, the server's down. So I don't, I'm not really sure what's going on with that. I'm sure by Monday it'll be back up and running. Um, Lance Gerlach sent out his weekly minutes email. So here's just kind of like the highlights. Online registrations are caught up to 110. Uh Paper registrations are caught up to 12-1, first week of December. The new, quote-unquote, call center is up and running, and I'll personally be finding that out on tomorrow. I have to call and try to get tattoos fixed on my Guernsey's registrations. They're backwards. So I'm hoping that we can do that without me having to send in a bunch of stuff, and uh, I know that they're working with uh, the AGS, which is the American Goat Society and uh, the British Guernsey Society registrations. Um, those are deployed into staging, meaning they're testing the registrations in NG. So they should be registering Guernseys and anything that's AGS registered that's being switched over to ADGA here pretty shortly. All show sanctions have been processed for this year. Um LA applications can be submitted even if you aren't in the high priority area. Applications won't be processed if you have a negative balance. So go on your page and or your, your account and make sure you don't have a negative balance sitting there. Or if you submitted DNA and you were never charged, make sure you have that 30 bucks per animal. Uh, 
added in there. Um, if you have placed DNA orders, make sure you have that fee covered in your account. Like I just said, if you DNA prior, they are going back and charging accounts that weren't charged. So again, like I just said, make sure that everything's covered in there and you have the funds. And B, if you were charged, make sure you aren't charged twice for the same DNA kit. Meaning if you got one, say, last April, uh, make sure that you weren't charged twice, right, as they're going back through. Um, I know there's been a couple instances that I've seen where people have said they've been charged more than once for stuff. I've seen a couple people say it's not even worth their time to go through Adga to try to get that money back in their account. Uh, but honestly, like they shouldn't be charging twice for things. Um, those erroneous payments don't need to be made twice. And uh, yeah, that's it for Adga news. Uh, seems like everything's starting to change for the better. Um, the only other thing I saw is that I saw a table of all the different employees that work in Adga from Lance down to Sherry, the office manager down all the way through. Uh, there's a lot of employees in that building now and a lot of paid employees there. So hopefully everything gets fixed sooner than later. And I do know that they said the communications director job or manager, whatever it is, communications job that they had posted uh, will be, has been filled. Apparently the person is starting 124 so we'll find out then i guess who that is and uh yeah hopefully we can get things rolling so then uh the topic this week is kind of just planning ahead uh Tierney and i have again been quarantined for a week so we've been able to talk a little bit about the year to come uh kidding season uh any purchases that we may make um show season this this show season is going to be a little bit different than what we've done in the past mm -hmm. so we'll kind of uh jump right into it with uh kidding season sounds good so we bred five this year we we intended to breed six somebody wasn't super happy with breeding six and i know that's a very small potatoes number to some of you that are listening but tyranny keeps me honest and uh, we need to work within our means. And having a small herd is something that has always been our goal for now, right? I think it's a quality over quantity <coughs> is mm -hmm. typically the goal. And, you know, we live in difficult times right now. And I just think that for me personally, taking care of a specific number of goats is manageable. God forbid, because right now I take care of Alice and us and the house, and not to say that John doesn't, but that's my number one priority, mm -hmm. and John takes care of what goes on in the barn, as well as working, you know, we both work full-time jobs, and to me, God forbid something happens to John and he's laid out, it has to be manageable for me to be able to maintain it as well. Mm -hmm. You know, this week having COVID, we're fortunate, we're, we're vaccinated, we handled it well, as difficult as it was, John was able to go up to the barn and get the milking done and all of that milking. stuff. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not milking anymore. <laughs> I'm reading your show notes. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wrong word. You know, but John was able to go up and do chores and, you know, everyone is taken care of. Mm -hmm. I think with too large of a herd, it could be difficult. 
you know, as many of you saw a few months ago, I have some health concerns for myself that are, you know, could come to a head at any point and it needs to be manageable where we're not choosing our family over goats or goats over our family. Yeah, I agree. Yep. It's uh, something that we honestly, it's, it's a mathematical equation that has actually worked for our benefit because we started out with, okay, goats, but with keeping that small herd in mind, um, we've cut numbers where, you know, kind of cut the fat and kept the best. And I feel like we've moved up in the ranks a little bit quicker than most because we weren't holding on to those. Uh, but she's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those, Oh, but she's so, so just charismatic type animals, not the, Oh, but she's a knockout animals, which I feel like we have some knockouts now because of that. Not that we're the best herd in the country, but no, but my, you know, speaking of nationals, which is something that we've obviously been discussing a lot, this will be our first nationals. And Mm -hmm. my question to John has always been, would that goat stand a chance at nationals? Right. And if the answer is no, then why is she still in our barn? Yeah. Well, I think we have some animals that can stand up at nationals. Can they win? <laughs> no, we're not. First, we're new. This is our first yeah. run. Right. But do we think that they have what it takes to get there and to not be I don't want to say embarrassed? I, yeah. Not sure what term I want to use there? Well, nobody wants to be the herd that is at the bottom of the run week or, or uh in every class. Right. Um you know, that's always not a great feeling. And there are herds that are out there and are quite fine with it or are working up the ranks. You know, when we first started, we weren't at the top of the class at all. No, and we very well could be at the bottom of the class. (laughs) We could be. But in our mind, in our, what our long-term goal is, my question to John is constantly, will that goat get us there? Do you think that goat, if bred to Mm -hmm. the, the right buck at the right time, Will the stars align Right, is more my mentality. If you don't think that your game plan for that goat is going to get her and us where we want to be, then why are we feeding her? Exactly. Yep. So, like like I said, we bred five instead of six. I wanted four. You wanted four, so, you know, whatever. But um, we are used – we have kind of – It'll probably be, it's been beginner's luck for us these last two seasons of having bred smaller numbers and having them closer to kiddings where it was like a week and we were done. Yeah. This year, those stars did not align as as hard as we tried. Um, So we have kiddings from March 16th, Jem kicks it off to... Uh, March 23rd, March 30th, April 2nd, and May 2nd. Yeah. That's the one where it's like, ah. So <laughs> we have uh, we have our work cut out for us as for us an extended kidding season. I know for the Jessica Millers out there and the Brandy Jacinos and even the Funks, uh, they're <laughs> they're starting. Jessica Miller started last month, and I think she's going to like June. Can you imagine six months of kidding? No. 
season for that amount of time. Oh, I know. I, I don't think there would be a John and Tierney. Well, I do get, I get quite stressed, don't I? And well, that's why we work so well together because I am the brawn, I guess I'll say. I'm the planner. I'm the what could go wrong and how do I plan to resolve it before it happens mm-hmm. type of person. I'm the reactor. And John is the, oh my God, we need this. And I just go, oh, well, it's it's in the bin. It's in, on the left. It's color coded. It's right. You make me sound much nicer than I know I tend can can tend to be um i i stress out easily but we work together because well together because tyranny calms me down or just tells me to shut up and or i just walk away and john has to figure it out myself react to his reaction mm-hmm. i come with my tail tucked between my legs yeah. um but you also are a great goat midwife thanks you are you are <laughs> i can't tell you i, I must have like Five different pictures with our hardest kiddings of you right there getting in there. I think it's, especially now <coughs> having had Alice and had the birth experience that I've had. <laughs> yeah. I've always been very empathetic. You know, I, 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 that it has to hurt. Like, as excited as we are to see these kids hit the ground, my first reaction is okay, what can I do to help mama be comfortable? You know, mm-hmm. how can I console her? How can I help her? Yeah. You know, so I think we work well in that way because John's like, we got to get this kid out. I'm going, all right, well, we first we have to talk her down. <laughs> <laughs> we got to show her we love her before I stick my arm halfway through her body. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think we've been lucky where Jem, yeah. there was a kid pull last year, right? Mm-hmm. That was my first. The actual having to go in. Having to actually go in and pull. Because she stalled. Yeah. She had one, and frankly, she fell in love with that baby mm-hmm. and was just all about that baby and wasn't focusing on what she had to do. Correct. And then Tierney got in there and made her focus. Yeah. And then the year before... We had a couple where the kids were just big. Oh, my goodness. That honey pull. That honey pull was bad. Easter Sunday... We're sitting at our dinner table with, you know, my family and yeah, we have baby monitor type cameras in the barn and I just got this inkling and I just happened to look and I looked down at my phone and I looked up at John and I don't even think we said anything. I think we just ran out the front door yeah. and she was self-milking. Yep. Yep. She was, uh. Working on herself. (laughs) Something just didn't look right from the camera. Yeah. And so we go up there, and sure enough, she's kidding. And it's a humongous, humongous kid. And this was before, these were the days before we induced. Mm -hmm. And this was a first freshener, two-year-old. And it was, I don't think you had to assist, but I assisted. I think we each had a hook. Did we? Yeah. She... She got the the hooves out and the nose out, and then it was just, I mean, he had a huge head. And we ended up having to pull and pull hard. You were pulling, and I was kind of guiding, guiding. trying not to tear her. Yeah. And we luckily, knock on wood, I'm, well, knock on wood, it's set and over with, but uh, luckily she, she didn't tear. She was definitely sore. She was definitely... 
So I think we put preparation H on her or something. Didn't we put something? We, we did put something. I think we did use preparation. And um, yeah, so she had this big buck kid, biggest kid we've ever had born. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was the size of a three-week-old over Hosley easily. He was a monster. And yeah, so that was our toughest. But again, like we really haven't had too many issues. We now induce our kids or our goats to kid, uh, which I feel like has smoothened it out for us because Oberhosley are known to have big headed kids and they're especially ours gem included uh tend to like being fat and happy and pregnant yeah and they just hold on they hold on to those kids i mean we had salsa go what 10 days late Ooh, almost two weeks i think she was yeah like 12 or 13 days. yeah and that's when we were at, i was at ultimate buck show mm-hmm. and she kidded and i was going like 100 on the way home I see your dad's. I see your dad's figure just walking away from the barn. <laughs> Sorry, we we have a big picture window, and I just see Tierney's dad, who's turned into outside guy. He's got a new fireplace that he loves, and and we just see him walking across from up at the barn. Uh, anywho, yeah. So inducing has helped us. I feel like we've had much easier kiddings. Knock on wood. Yeah. Um, we'll be doing it again this year. We've Actually, had, we've had easier kiddings as far as the kidding itself. But not exactly the easiest as far as being there to help them, kid. Well, I've been there to help them. That's what I mean. But you're right. The last two seasons, it was a one-man band show because you were working. Mm -hmm. Um, You scheduled it for your day off. Yeah, because I would like to, you know, I figure who better than than the guy that freaks out all the time, right? Right. I don't know what I was thinking. but I also, with my job, I can take a quick lunch mm-hmm. or take a, you know, 20 minute break and run home if I have to. Right. John's type of work doesn't really allow for that. Right. Um, uh. But anyway, so our first kidding season inducing, John induces them all. What was it? Tuesday night for Wednesday? Yeah. And what was it? 4.30 a.m., I get up for work and there's kids on the ground. Yeah, that one was a, John, you, you slept through your alarm. And I was like, oh, no. So I just, I don't even, I, I figure I got dressed. Yeah, I must have. I got, I was already dressed. Yeah. It was, it was Salsa, again, our, <laughs> our sneakiest kidder who's no longer on our farm. But, yeah. So I get up, I get in the, sh- I get up, I take a look at the camera, all is quiet. I hop in the shower, I get dressed getting ready, you know, to put my face on and do my hair. And I just happen to look at the camera again and there's two babies on the ground. I'm not, I I get ready very quickly. I'm telling you, this was a 15, 20 minute span of time. Yeah. And there's two kids on the ground. So I'm dressed. I throw on my muck boots. I yell down the hallway to John, get up. You got kids on the ground and out the front door I go. Yeah. John comes up. He, you know, we grab the kids, we get them fed, he's milking, I get them all warm and tucked into the basement, I come back upstairs, I get myself ready for work, and I go to work. I don't even pull into my job, which is seven minutes up the road, and John's texting me, here come the next ones. Yeah. And it was like that for two, three hours? Yeah. Last year was even worse. Yeah. Last year was, we had three or four due on the same day. Jem was a week behind. Yeah. So it was, it must've been three. Yeah, it was three. Three and Jem. So it was like, woke up. It was the same scenario. Woke up. You woke up as well. And it was my day off. And 
was it your day off or not? We had Alice. Yeah. I don't know how that worked. One of them kitted at night. One, Minerva kitted the night before. Yeah. She kitted early. She was supposed to kid for the same day as the other two. And she kitted 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. Because Alice was sleeping. And then the next morning, another one had, we woke up to kids, and there's kids just hit the ground. Uh, we grabbed those. Tierney goes off to work, and then I, another one kids, and I grabbed those. And then... Alice went to grandma's for a sleepover. That's what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> and uh, much like tonight. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it was just bang, 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 then Jim. <laughs> Uh, the year before was a little bit different because we had kind of a break where I believe our Nigerians kitted like two weeks later. Yeah, but all the Oberhosleys were on the same day. All, all the Oberhosley were on the same day. This year, it's like Jem, 10 days later, this one, 10 days later, this one, then April, May. Um, so it's going to be different. Uh, it might actually feel a little bit better than being stressed out all in one day. More of a let's get it over with. The nicest thing about having them close is that we're not okay. These kids are on three times a day. These kids are on four times a day. These kids are on two times a day or something like that. It's all of them are on four times a day and then like they're transitioning together. Uh, So there's not so much remembering going on. And it kind of works well with our schedule Mm because I'm the first one up in the house. So I just get up a little bit earlier give everybody their bottles. Then yeah. You give bottles again before you head to work. Yep. I come home for lunch. You come home for lunch, you know, depending on how they're eating. Yeah. Some of them will eat, you know, two ounces here, an ounce there. We haven't had any really stupid ones on the bottle like that for a while. We've been lucky, but it does happen. I think we've just kind of learned to perfect it. Learn to eat when you're hungry. Yeah, yeah. And we don't stress about it anymore. One eats three ounces. We're like, all right, you have three ounces. Write it down. Next feeding usually or the feeding after that, they're eating a ton of milk. Yeah. So it kind of works out. Um, Yeah, so this year is going to be different in that regard. We're also going to be cutting ties with kids much sooner than we usually do. Mm -hmm. Um, I tend to sit on them and then sell them once they're kind of bigger. Uh, You know, any buck kids that we've sold – you know, registered, uh, we've held on to, and uh, people have said, hey, can you keep it until weaning? And it's like, yeah, we can do that. It'll be extra. Uh, but this year, I think I'm going to just kind of be like, no, come come get them. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to have to go to shows and tag along a buck kid like we did last year. Um, I just don't feel like doing it. And any extra doe kids, I've gotten to the point where now I believe I can read how our lines grow where i don't really judge them judge them i mean talking to tyranny obviously i'd be like oh this is a really pretty kid right but at 10 days and it's usually like right on the dot 10 11 days those kids i i know exactly not exactly but i have really good idea of them unfolding what they're going to look like as they grow because after 10 days they kind of go into that high hips you know high at the weather just kind of gawky phase and then they don't really when we have March kids in the past, once they hit June or July, late June to July, that's when they hit their stride. Yeah. So that's what that growth period, 
Um, until then, June or July, that's when I'm like, oh, okay, this one's a keeper, this one's a keeper. Now I'm going to rely on my kind of 10-day sense, where it's like, okay, this doe kid looks great. 10 days, are we going to keep her? What else do we have type of deal? Um, I really don't want to sit on kids this year. I just don't. Yeah. You know, to me, it's just <coughs> it's extra effort for what? For potentially keeping one. Yeah. You know? That might end up going down the road six months or a year later. <laughs> yeah. We haven't had to do that in a while because our eye is mainly, no offense, mainly my yeah, eye. I, no, for sure. My you eye has, you're looking for. Yeah, has been tuned pretty well uh, where I can kind of gauge on what's going to be good. Um, you know, we had a doe kid named Aria mm-hmm. who was my first and only sentimental keeper. Yeah. She tried dying on us. She got choke. Had to take her to a couple vets. Um she, you know, kind of went downhill. She looked gorgeous before this, you know, 10 day mark. She looked great. Um, but she kind of went downhill and they had to play catch up. And we had her as a dry yearling and she just didn't fit. She didn't go well with the other girls. She wasn't our style. No. Yeah. And she was beautiful. Yeah. She's she bounced back really well. I mean, he, John tends to be the muscle until it's, time to do something with the goats then somehow i become the muscle what do, what do you mean by muscle you mean like i like, tend to be the strong no, one i mean the le- legit muscle like gur arm muscles so we have to aria had choke yeah and we had to tube her yeah i so, tubed her so did i i know you did Right, but when I tried to tube her, John decided to yell at me because I wasn't holding her tight enough. Uh, Meanwhile, I'm smaller, she was bigger, and I'm trying to hold her steady, and John's telling me, hold her steady, and I'm going, I know what I'm doing, you hold the goat, you be the muscle, let me do the tubing. And then, yeah. So sometimes we have to adjust our roles a little bit. Well, does that mean that you're going to tattoo kids this year? I could try. <laughs> We'll see if I get like a crappy one that we can try on first. Oh <laughs> it's like a weather or something. Has to learn at some point. I know. Well, you know, I was just thinking to myself earlier, I was like, you know, could this be the year that Dave Grable's like, John, you gotta disbud your own goats? Mm, it could be. I just I I can do it. I know I can do it. But at the same time, I'm like, this was a really nice kid. I don't want to mess up this kid. So I take him over to Dave and Sally. Plus, it's great to visit with them. And hey, I might come back with a goat. <laughs> you tried that one. We, we've talked about yeah, that yeah, yeah. But <laughs> um, so it might be the year for me to have to muscle up and do it myself. Who knows? We'll see how it goes. We'll see what Dave says. He might make me just do one and just be like, listen, John, he's such a nice guy. They're the best. I love we we make them gift baskets and give them some money and it's you know it's a nice visit. Alice loves hanging out with them and oh my gosh she loved them at fair yeah she loves Sally we gotta have Sally. the Grables on we gotta have Sally on here sometime absolutely right for sure so those that don't know it's Sally Grable of uh, Owl Ridge Dairy Goats uh, she has Oberhasley and a couple recorded grades I think in there uh, she may not anymore but she did yeah she might she might have graded up by now um but yeah so she has Oberhasley, one of the best Oberhasley breeders in our area um you know we owe a lot to her as the person that we purchased our goats from uh run from basically her lines you know they're neighbors they use they use the same buck type deal 
Um, so yeah, we love Sally. Uh, let's talk about show season this year. Cause we talked a little bit about that. Um, a couple days ago, we were talking about nationals, but, uh, this year we're going to kick off the year with the ultimate buck show. Like we always do. Yeah. Might be dicey. Cause we might have newborn kids on the ground. Newborn kids and a baby on our feet. So we'll yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alice is starting to run around. Um, so Altamont Buck Show the first week of May, and then two weeks later is the Altamont Doe Show. Is it two weeks or one week? I'm pretty sure it's two weeks. Last year it was one week apart. So maybe it's one. Maybe it's one. Year. Yeah, maybe it's one week. I know they're close. Yeah. Um. And then we might do the New Jersey Goat Show again this year. It might depend on weather because last year it was super cold. Oh my goodness, it was freezing. It was what was it 33 out or something like that? 33 pouring raining. Mm-hmm. And we champed it. We did champ it. You champed it with Alice. Yeah. And Jem finished her championship. Yeah. Minerva got a reserve in the same ring as her mama, the same ring that she finished. Yeah. So that was kind of fitting, right? Wasn't was, that cool? Yeah, it was really cool. And then Jem's daughter went grand. Yeah. In nine, it only had nine recorded grade kids. Yeah, unfortunately. Experimentals. So it didn't count. We're one short. Uh, and then her granddaughter who's an Oberhasley got reserve, I believe, I believe yeah. in a ring. So it was, was pretty cool. First time at that show. And I have to say it was really enjoyable. It was a good one. It was set up really well. And it's close. It's close. It was like 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, it's like all the barns are open and they had a couple where there were pens because it was so cold. We kept our goats in the trailer. We were actually able to pull my car right into one of the barns. Yeah, because yeah. there was no pens in that barn. So it was just an open, wide space, you know, like kind of like a, what was it? Like full barns. Yeah. Um, so we pulled in there. Alice was a teeny tiny baby. Yeah, she was six months. Yeah. Old. And she was playing in the back of the car, yeah. bundled up. I mean, it was cold. And I think what really saved Jem that day is that we kept her pretty cold weather clipped you know we didn't shave her down we shaved her tail and her feet um you know behind the pasterns and stuff and yeah that was it really cleaned her up a little bit here you know any straggler hairs but did her utter and she was good and she looked great that day she did she yeah it was it was a good show and not just because we did well mm-hmm. I think it was just it was well organized and we made the best of it yeah <laughs> you know i think it could have been literally a washout yeah, it could have been. <laughs> so we're probably going to do New Jersey, um, and then we're done until Nationals. Yeah. Uh, and the reason why we're doing that this year is give our girls, we don't want to burn them out. Uh, they get burnt out just like we do. I mean, Minerva got burnt out last season. There's no doubt about that by Duchess. Her udder was flat. You know, she had fought mastitis, and her production was down, and she didn't look as beautiful and bloomed as she did you know she went to seven shows she got bagged up seven times and uh, we don't want to burn them out so especially right before nationals so that's why jersey is a maybe right um kind of depends on how everybody's doing and we can always just bring juniors right bring the milkers milk them out in the morning and then just bring juniors you know whatever um depends on the weather yeah so then we talked about nationals and we're starting to formulate a plan. We don't know what the show order is going to be, just like everybody else. You know, right. we, we don't know what the order is going to be. We, we got to figure that Nigerians are probably going to be like first or second. 
uh, day um, just because they were tor- they were the last ones this year or last year, I should say, now that we're in 2022. Um, so our biggest concern is hopefully Oberhasley and recorded grades aren't on the same day. Um, you know, if, if it's Oberhasley seniors and then that night is June recorded grade juniors, that's fine. Cause we will probably, we're not counting our chickens before they hatch, but we'll probably have only one. Right. Yeah. So one junior to show and that's fine. Um, but we're hoping they're not the same exact same day for juniors and milkers. Cause then that'll be wild for a first, <laughs> first time that's out. Um, yeah. But like most, we're planning a team to have at Nationals. Uh, you know, my dad said he's going to fly up and help, yeah. which is awesome. <laughs> you know, he had a crew that he had for uh, dairy cows at, when they went to Big E and, and, you know, World Dairy Expo back in the day and stuff like that. Um, you know, somebody working the tack area. Uh, bringing cows back and forth, uh, people bringing the right cows to the right classes. So we're going to have kind of a crew like that too. Uh, it'll be, it'll probably be five or six people that we'll have for a crew. Yeah. I mean, we're going to, the problem with Oberhostley is to the untrained eye, they all look the same. Right. So it's going to be difficult, you know, especially having, what will be a toddler running around, mm-hmm. you know, to try and have John and I both be where we need to be at the same time. So we're trying to formulate a plan on how to identify the goats so we can say to someone within our team, hey, go grab the one with, you know, the yellow ribbon, go grab the one with the pink collar, right? you know, things like that to try and simplify it. Yep. You know, because goats also do what they want to do when they want to do it. They're little <laughs> buttheads. Yeah. Know? So we're trying to make it as streamlined as we can without really knowing what we're up against. Right. So we both agreed that uh, we'll have probably like a whiteboard mm-hmm. that's color coordinated to the classes um, with the goats that have colored collars on. And that'll be how we go through, you know, when each class is done, you just white out or you just erase whatever group has already gone um and then yeah we'll have somebody uh, when it's seniors going we'll have somebody checking to make sure udders look good Uh, they're not over bag you know taking out a couple squirts here and there um and that'll be a friend that's been there done that type deal somebody that knows what udders look like over uttered and everything like that um you know we don't want our goats uncomfortable especially since (laughs) i mean Gem and Minerva, when they're over uttered, they look terrible and they're mean. (laughs) Man, are they mean? (laughs) So, uh, and we've also discussed who's going to show what goats. You know, I've said to Tierney, Gem and Minerva are kind of mine. Like, they're, they're, I'll show them unless for some reason um, I can't, but uh, I'll show them because I know how to work them and without them being brats. And even then, that's a challenge sometimes. Um, but it's, it's just kind of, you know, knowing who's going to work well with what handlers and, and to be honest, this spring and summer, early summer, you know, Tierney's going to be out there working them with me and, and getting to know the does that we have. Uh, not that Tierney doesn't have any clue, but the goats are used to me day to day, right? They see me every single day. 
um, especially this time of year when it's super cold and chores only take me 20 minutes. Right. That and, you know, with Alice, like, we're not taking her up to the barn in three degree weather. No, just, absolutely not. <laughs> she's going to freeze to the pavement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so. but she's almost on her feet. So I think once she's on her feet, we can kind of get her out and have her. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't wait for this spring. And... Have her run around with the baby goats and stuff. It's going to be so great. It'll be great. Uh, it's good. That's probably the one thing I'm looking forward to the most this year is just having Alice interact with the goats. I mean, mm-hmm. she's been helping bottle feed since she was four months old, but <laughs> <laughs> has she been helping? I don't know. And will she help this year? I don't know. But it'll be great. It, it should be a good year. Um, so nationals, we'll get through that. It's going to be a first for us. So of course we're nervous. Yeah. I mean. Who wouldn't it be? Uh, it's kind of the big stage. It is definitely the big stage. And I think our end goal through and through needs to be making memories as a family. Obviously, everyone's in it to win it. But I think as a first time out, first time as a family, really, I mean, Alice was with us all through show season, but she wasn't really interactive. So I think this year, not just at nationals, but in shows in general, like, just enjoying our time mm-hmm. together because this is our time together these yeah. are these are our vacations right. uh for now um you know in a couple of years probably off national years you know we'll go camping in the rv and go somewhere um but you know going to harrisburg in the rv uh and although yes it's work it's kind of it's kind of it's going to kind of feel like Dutchess county fair for us uh just a little bit more intense obviously and more yeah. <laughs> more focused on okay, this goat needs this clipped off. It's got a quarter inch too much hair here and blah, blah, blah. Right. But at the same time, we love it. At least I do. I know you love the interaction with all of our friends. Right. Um, so it'll be it'll be fun. And it'll be great to see friends and have friends to su- succeed and uh, kind of just rally with them and, and have fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to it a lot. And honestly, a week away from this house, I know, but I just, uh, I'm so ready to be out and see people. I want to be where the people are. Like, it's just, it's what I want to do. I just think, obviously, like I said, everyone's in it to win it. But at the end of the day, when we can put our head on our pillow and say we had a good day. Yeah. We made memories. We had fun. We showed our goats. You know, that's really what it's all about. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that's just something that has to stick into the back of our yeah. our heads more so than anything else. Well, we discussing throughout this week, or last week now, um, you know, we've said our expectations, we want to make the cut. Of course. But, Everyone does. But we're not looking to win. I mean, we have, I'll be honest. I had a junior this year that I was like, if she was at Nationals, you know, and I'll say that probably for the rest of my life with that goat. But yeah, yeah, exactly. But, uh, but this year coming up, we'll have nice juniors again and there's not going to be any what ifs, you know, we're going to be able to go out there and try to prove ourselves. Right. Plus I think if you go out there and you win every time, what do you make your goal out to be then? Well, some people to stay there, obviously. Yeah. But I think if you can honestly say we started from the bottom and we worked our way up and we did it together. You know, to me, that just means so much. Right. And you're not burning any bridges along the way. You're just kind of doing what you got to do. Right. I mean, I, 
I stay pretty far out of the politics of goats. When we first started dating, John would joke and say that election day was my Super Bowl. Yeah. Locally, I've always been very involved in what goes on in our community. And it's funny for me to see John doing that within the goat community. And I think that you have to be, what's the word I want to use here? I don't know. You're the one talking. <laughs> you have you have to be open-minded to other people's opinions, whether they're of your animals or of someone else's animals. Too. Right. You know, and at the end of the day, nationals is the the grand stage, but it is still one judge's opinion. Yeah. Am I right? No, you're right. So uh, I definitely wouldn't be, say I was at the bottom every single class. Maybe my style just wasn't. What they were looking for. Wasn't, well, the, the judge should be looking for the scorecard, but say maybe something is really off my herd that I just don't see. And the judge puts me in bottom of the class every single time. I'm not going to go, well, this judge just doesn't know. Like, I'm just, exactly. it's just, it is what it is. You know, sometimes you win, sometimes you don't. And it's your animals. Maybe they just look terrible that day. You know, goats change so much, especially juniors. Um, so it's it's just something where I'm going. I told Tierney <laughs> that at nationals, I cannot yell. No, you may not. And I cannot uh, be short with me. Be short. Yes. I, I believe that's how I said it, too. It is. Um, I can't be short. Uh, and, and that's really just to keep me focused because, I mean, let's face it. I'm a pretty intense person. You are. And, and it's, it's, in my opinion, of great quality to be intense. <laughs> yes, but I think that's also why we balance each other out. And yeah. not to say that I don't care about the goats, because that's not a true statement by any means. Mm -hmm. My priorities are slightly different. I love animals. It doesn't matter what kind of animal it is. You know, so for me, like to have John be so involved means that I can take a step back. Right. And I can see the big picture. It's almost like I'm looking into the globe and I can just see it all coming together. And I love what I see. But sometimes I got to pull John out to take a look in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. kind of the best way to describe that. You're right. There's sometimes where I just get so focused and I get a little bit blind. I mean... We've added a new breed, Guernseys, yeah. and I'm so focused on what the Obers are doing that I kind of overjudge what the Guernseys are, because right. they're definitely, there's, there's a quality difference there. Uh, there's some parts of the Guernseys that uh, I wouldn't particularly want in my Oberhasley herd, but you kind of... I, I had to realize, and you kind of pulled me out of there and said, well, they're not Oberhasley. They're Guernseys, and they're different right now. Right, and you have to judge them based on what they are. Right. And what they bring to the table. Right. And I think uh, you pulling me out and looking in helps. It also helps when we're looking to retain an animal, and we're at the point where, like, okay, you want to retain that. We got to sell this. And you're really good at keeping me focused. Um now, we might, quote-unquote, retain some this year until nationals are over and then make some decisions on what we want to do. Right. Um, and that's mainly because we want to have kids in 
as many classes as possible for, you know, better odds. Not really better odds, but... Uh, you want to you see where your animals are going. If you kid out all of these does this year and you don't bring any of those kids to a show, then you can't see... The improvements. The improvements, the line of succession. And especially with our bucks, uh, we're still working them into our lines, right? Right. Um, you know, we have a couple now that will have both bucks uh, genetics in those kids. So that's exciting. I mean, we have one already. Do we? No. We don't? We Paige? Don't. Yes, we do. We have Paige, right. who's an Orion daughter. And we have Busy, who is is a Voss daughter out of Paige. So we do. But that's one, right? Right. Um, So show season, wrapping this portion of the podcast up. We've kind of banged. (laughs) This is what we do. (laughs) Um, We uh, are going to do nationals. Excited about that. And then, you know, we've been saying for a couple years that we want to do the Ulster County Fair. Because it's a one-day show, or maybe two-day. It's a weekend show, maybe. I'm not sure. I think it's a one-day. But this year, especially now that we just burned up some time because we're quarantined, I don't know if it's going to happen. So we might we might do... It depends. Um, well, shoot. After Nationals is progressive. Right. Crap. I, mean, <laughs> I forgot that. Our, the club that we're part of, uh, the progressive show, uh, we'll do that. Uh, hopefully, we won't have anything sick from Nationals because it's only like... 10 days after nationals or something like that. Right. Um, really close to nationals, but that's okay. So hopefully we won't be wiped out from that. Um, so we might do progressive and then we might do an, the Ulster County show. Um, kind of, it's, it's all like a, it depends. And then we'll probably shoot for Dutchess County. I might have to work for some of it just because we're going to be using a week, well, probably 10 days nationals because a couple days before and a couple days after um and then another week for duchess it's a lot so i might work probably three or four days of duchess and then which is fine because i can come home and do chores for the bucks and then go back up and then you know get it get everything set so we're not having to rely on tyranny's parents to watch the bucks while we're gone or if there's any does which there shouldn't be but um, kind of helps even things out and that'll be our show season. Um, now we might be making a purchase this year. Might. Um, we're on the, we we're on the reservation list. Mm-hmm. We won't talk about with who Yeah, no. we'll wait and see if that happens. Right. Um, but Don't count your, uh, chickens, chickens before they hatch. hatch. Yeah. So, uh, we have a buck reservation in and then that'll be the only thing we add this year. Uh, we'll be selling Orion this fall. Yeah. So that'll be sad. Mm-hmm. But we also have him in the tank, so we can always use him. So that's, you know, our thinking there. Uh, there's no reason to have three bucks if we're breeding six doe, five does. Right. <laughs> no, you don't need as many bucks as you have does. Right. Uh, and then next year we'll be adding a Guernsey buck from somewhere. we got to start researching and probably put one in somewhere. Yeah. Um, maybe once the herd that we're thinking about getting from gets through this kidding season and makes a kidding season chart for the next one. Um, we're excited about that. Yeah. And then that's this year. That's kind of where we're at. Um, 
I think we're both nervous about nationals. I think we're nervous because it's the unknown. Yeah. Just like well, that's definitely yours. That's mine. So I am the planner. I have list upon lists for one day shows. I have lists for weekend shows. Mm-hmm. I have lists for a full week. We added the RV to our uh, arsenal. Our arsenal this year. <laughs> you know, so there's some things we need to do on that before nationals this year. Well, we also added a truck bed camper. A tent. Well, that's for you for. <laughs> so this year for Progressive, it's about a forty-five minute drive for us. Yeah. So everyone goes up the night before. They do their four H show, which I think worked out really well this year. Well, it's not four H. It's just a youth youth embedded I'm show. Sorry, youth show or not embedded, but just a youth show. Yeah. Um, they did their youth show the night before, and then. John slept in the barn with the goats. I came home. And Nate, and Nate, Nate slept next sorry, next yes, to me in, in his own sleeping bag, guys. Don't calm down. But <laughs> you and Nate spent the night. We cuddled, yeah. Yeah. And I came home with Alice and then got up. We left super late that Friday night. Then we came home. We got up super early Saturday morning and headed back up. And then John was just wiped. I mean, it's hot. You're running around all day. It's kind of a sensory overload type of thing. Well, <laughs> especially for me, because that shows I'm like, squirrel, squirrel, there's a person that I know. Mr. Popularity, we yeah. know, <laughs> has to get a conversation in with everyone. Yeah. Um, so John ended up staying the night, Saturday night as well. Um, so for Christmas this year, he got a truck bed tent. It, it's so cool. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, so we'll we'll debate about whether Alice and I'll spend the night or not, but <laughs> <laughs> it'll it'll depend on the weather for sure. The biggest issue that will happen with that is I'll be this is my brain. I'll I'll be like, oh, I got to clean out my truck bed that's got all this million stuff in it and set up the tent. Like, <laughs> well, we need to do a little work on our trailer. You know, there's mm-hmm. definitely this spring we have a lot of. Uh, maintenance style things to yes do, yeah you know to keep all of our equipment up and running which is probably another idea for a podcast for you guys yeah yeah checking you know we have to grease the bearings yep and check the axles and i'm not check the check so. the brakes and right check the floor and all that good stuff um so yeah yeah we've got some stuff going on but like i said you know we're we're of course nervous about nationals and excited i'll be talking about it for the next forever until july (laughs) late june july because i think it's like june 29th through july 4th or something like that yeah i'll be starting my uh to-do list yeah you know get a whiteboard i need to get a big whiteboard you got all this stuff and then you know figure out how we want to set up our tack pen that's going to be the fun part because that's the glitz and glam right you walk by everybody's tack pen and you'll see uh you know, Cade Cockburn's set up and he's got pictures of his goats and you'll go over to uh, Sarah Wahlberg's and she's got, you know, Blissberry and she's got some cool stuff added on there. And um, yeah, it's going to be cool. Yeah. So I think, you know, for me, especially because I am the planner, I, I know I've repeated it multiple times, but it's true. You know, as far as are we allowed to have some sort of a setup in the barn? Do we get a tax base? Well, yeah, it's you in know? the rules that I sent you. I didn't read through all of them. Well, what are you doing? I'm just, I'm speaking, <laughs> talking about what's going on in my head. Yeah. You know, like, do we set up some sort of a pack and play for Alice so she can get some energy out? 
you know, how how do we finagle it with a toddler? How do other people do oh, it? Oh, I just think we put her in the go pen. Oh, yeah, she'll be eating blackberries all day long. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's fine. What are those bo- the what are those drinks? Stop, the bubble tea. The bobo, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's all I can think of when I see those bobo I drinks stop. or whatever they're I called. Know. I've never had one. Of Either them. have I because of that. Because of that, because I'm like, those are goat berries, and no. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, you know, so it's just it's gonna be a learning experience, and I'm excited. Yeah. To experience it together. And with all our Northeast people, all of our friends, family. Our family, our friends. That's gonna be so cool. My dad might cry. <laughs> Because he, 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 he doesn't, like, now he's a little bit more emotional and, like, can actually talk things out. But at the same time, he doesn't. Yeah. Right? So I think he'll be super emotional, that show. He was our first year that he went to Dutchess County. He was emotional and he helped us. Yeah. It was so cool. Uh, so I think, I think it's going to be a really cool, emotional time. Um, for the better, like, you know, a good time. Um, and whatever happens, happens. And that's kind of, it's it's going to be kind of like that this year, you know, if somebody doesn't freshen the way they are. You know, I'm super nervous about Minerva freshening with having had mastitis late last year. Um, you know, she bounced back quick from it, but you never know. And it's just, it's, it's always with goats, the what ifs. Um, so this year on the podcast, um, I believe Nate's still part of it. You know, I haven't talked to him in a couple of days. I'm, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I really haven't talked to him in a couple of days, though. He knows that I haven't been feeling well, so he, he doesn't want to hear me cry about it all the time. Yeah, no, we're getting off this podcast. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's it it it's just this year's going to be different. We're going to try to we have so many people lined up, but it's as everybody knows, it's like just making the stars align to get people on the show. Like I have so many yeses, just I'll let you know when, you know, when they're available. And right. it's just kind of just like, Oh, wait till the stars align. You know, we're working on getting um, a nutritionist on. We, we have a couple vets that have said, yes. Uh, we have some, you know, I guess quote unquote high profile people on, um, but I'll tell you what, Tierney, honestly, and this probably is going to sound terrible for the audience, but this last, not not stressing about having to push something out, like an episode out, like, it felt great. Now, now, when I started feeling a little bit better, I was like, oh, Tierney, I could totally, like, let's record a podcast together and get one out for this week for people. And Tierney was like, no, like, you don't feel well, just take a break. And yeah. I, uh, I like not having to stress about, okay, I got to produce it and blah, blah, blah. It felt great to take the week off. Um, not saying that I didn't miss talking about goats with my people, but I was talking goats anyway. That's for sure. I was on the phone with Bob for like two hours the other night. Um, but, (laughs) but it's just, it, it felt nice to take a break and now we're back at it and going to keep pushing and Episodes might be a little bit different this year, but I think they're going to be fun. I think so. I think you guys have some great ideas coming up the pike. And I also think that if, what is that saying? If you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. 
And I think that's very similar. You guys started this podcast because you love talking about goats. Yeah. You know, so you want to keep it as true to that as you can. And if there's a week where you're just not feeling it, then don't put one out because the content is just going to suffer because of it. Yeah, I agree. I think we, you know, Nate and I, especially me, I have to realize, you know, I'm not getting paid for this. No. <laughs> so, like, I don't need to be I, – I had a dream when I took my nap earlier because it was just a wonderful nap. And I was woke up stressing about the podcast because I had a dream about the podcast. If you ask me what happened, I have no idea. But I just remember waking up and going, oh, my God, that episode. So, <laughs> I think I think I just – if I ever get to the point where it's just stressing – myself out or I don't feel like it's genuine anymore, then we're probably just not going to do it. But for the moment, you know, for the time being, I'm still enjoying it. I mean, yeah, I feel like I think, <laughs> I think if you guys do what you've called temperature check intermittently, you know, every couple of months, just put it out to your fan base and say, Hey, what do you think we could do differently? What would you like to know more of? I know you do your grab bag feedback. Feedback, yeah. Sorry, feedback. You know, but take more of that, you know, put Mm. it out maybe a little more frequently. Even on on your other social media platforms, you know, do a poll. Come up with some suggestions and have people vote on where they would like to see it go. Yeah, I think if people listening, if there's something in particular that you want to hear that Nate and I have just ignored, which I don't think we have. We tend to answer every single person that messages us. Um, but uh, if there's something that you're like, come on, guys, get it out already. Like, let's work on getting this person. Then we'll do it. Um, you know, we're we're always happy to to help in any way we can and, and listen and and react with our audience. So, um, but yeah, anyway, I've missed you guys. I missed everybody this last week that... I wasn't here. I know Nate's probably super upset that he's missing two weeks in a row. Um, but at any rate, you know, he's going to come back and be as boisterous as ever. <laughs> uh, Tierney, is there anything else you wanted to add to this episode? Kidding season wise or show season wise, you know, anything that you want to tell the community? No, I think it's definitely going to be an exciting year. Mm-hmm. I think you know, especially for me, I've, I've said in previous podcasts, I did not grow up in this world and I've felt super embraced by all of our friends and anyone that we've come to know and we've met at shows and this year is just going to further that. Yeah. You know, goat people really are a genuine type of people and there are people. Yeah. Yeah. Once you get face to face with goat people and you talk to them and you're, you know, there's, I'm sure plenty of people that are like, Ooh, I don't know about this person. And then you meet them in person and you're like, Holy cow, it's a goat person like me. Like, great. Let's talk about goats. Did we just become best friends? Yup. Like, (laughs) so it's a, no, it's wonderful. Um, I'm looking forward to this year. Tyranny, thank you for coming in on the podcast and talking to me about goats um, as if we don't hear it enough on day-to-day basis with me. This is the only time I get my word in edgewise. <laughs> oh, here we go. All right. Well, guys, we're deleting this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, but thank you for having me. And, mm-hmm. you know, I usually hear one side of the conversation and 
sometimes life gets busy and yes I do get behind on listening to episodes I am actually caught up now but I you know thank you for asking me and it, it's fun to do this with you too yeah I enjoy it you know and maybe we'll have to do it a, a wife guest episode more often you know next we'll have to get Jen on and then you know the other wives or husbands I was gonna say I feel like most goat families the wives are steering the herd and in our family it's the other way around so it's it's an interesting dynamic well even though I might think that I have final say with everything we both know that that's a lie it's up for debate. <laughs> it's definitely it's up for conversation. And Who wins those have, conversations, ma'am? You, did you not breed five this year? Well, I wanted six, and I wanted four. Therefore, we <laughs> compromised. True. True. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. I won by compromising. There you go. I love you. I love you too. Thank you for being on this episode. <laughs> Thank you for having me. All right, everybody. Well, this has been Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. I'm John. That's Tierney. We'll, we'll catch you on the next one. Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast, is not an affiliate of the American Dairy Goat Association. All opinions or information regarding the ADGA does not represent the registry.